This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Encouraging uh, to me because I take encouragement from the Word of God. Now, you know, it's so easy. Um, it's easy when we live in a world that's going in a different direction, and sometimes Christians that are, you know, going in a different direction, is it can be disheartening. And uh, I learned a long time ago, and I haven't always done this perfectly, um, you know, um, but I learned a long time ago not to, um, you know, not to base my life on. Uh, you know, on those that are reduced down to an excuse, but the only way to to live differently is to find a reason. You know, that's important for our life. You know, uh, if you don't know why you do uh, what you do, apart from just you know being a member of the herd, you know, and following the the crowd, uh, you know. Um, the Bible teaches us not to be conformed to the image of this world. So whatever the world says, you know, is okay. We we should really kind of question that, you know. Uh, living a life of co-promise, you know. I can have, you know, God's highest and God's best and still da-da-da-da-da. You know, fill in the blanks where that's concerned. That's always the devil's promise where things are concerned. He did that with Jesus. He said, listen, I know what you want. You can have all that. All you got to do, you know, I'm going to give you an easy way here. Why do it the hard way? Amen. Well, because, you know, sometimes the hard way is the right way. Uh, and the only thing it's hard on is our flesh. You know, uh, but how many of you know it might be good to take control of our flesh, that lower human nature, which includes, you know, feelings and uh, includes, um, uh, you know, our uh, even our physical flesh, physical body, that uh, um, it'd be better to take control of that all along the way, you know, uh, than to... Let me put it another way. How many of you ever have you ever fleshed out and feel like you know? Uh, I mean, being justified in that, and uh, it's boy, it's hard to get back in the saddle once you've jumped off. And <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. All right. Well, now don't get mad at me just because I talk about the flesh. You know, it's all over the New Testament. If you do any reading over there, you know. I mean, you know. It's attached to words like crucifying the flesh. That'll help you, you know. I mean, you know, uh, don't get mad at the messenger. I didn't even mention it. Forget I said anything at all about it. Um, I was reading in Proverbs today, 16th, uh, the 16th chapter. I, I like to I like to have an encouraging word from the word about the word. I, you know, sometimes the word is a, is a, it is a reading. Your Bible every day, becoming face to face with the Word of God on a daily basis, is a tremendous discipline in our life, and it will play and it will pay rich, rich dividends. 
uh, immediate uh, as well as uh, long-term and long-range dividends uh, in, uh, in our life. Now, in, uh, in 1616, that's easy enough to, to remember. Proverbs 16, 16, this is a message about it. says, get wisdom. And remember, we can interchange the word wisdom with the word of God. All right? The word and wisdom are interchangeable. It says, so he could say, get the word of God. It's worth more than money. Choose insight over income every time. You know? Now, uh, re- remember that when we're in the world, the highest form of power is money. So we're willing to, we're willing to do whatever we got to do, you know, honestly or dishonestly to get money. Because that's the highest form of power that the world has, see? But see, uh, in the kingdom of God, the Word's the highest power. We're working with the Word. And we ought to be working for the Word. That's why he said, he goes, uh, you know, uh, boy, that wisdom, you ought to choose that over getting money. Why? Because wisdom, wisdom will get you money. And it'll get it God's way. Amen. All right, uh, one more. I like everything established by two or three witnesses. You know, it's hard to get in the word and not find a word about the word. Amen. But the word is neglected tremendously. Most people, you know, if you if you if you check the oil in their life, uh, they're believing God, but they're not. But they're not. They don't have a scripture. Now, when the devil comes knocking, Jesus had a scripture. When sickness was in front of him, you know, and people were expecting him to do something about it, he had a scripture. See, the Word, the Word of God, the most powerful thing that there is. That's the truth. The, the Holy Spirit works with the Word. If we don't have Word. See, if, now, if you say, well, I'm, I'm believing God, but... No, there ain't no believing God, but there's believing God. And then if, if you ought to be able to say, if somebody says, all right, so, so what do you believe in God for? Ought to be a scripture. Because that's the only thing we have any right to believe God for. He will f- perform his own word. But he ain't going to perform our believing if it's not based on that word. And it doesn't have a scripture. When our heart, listen, uh, great faith for the greater things, listen, is speak the word only. The word, the word of God only. That's the final word. That's the first word and that's the final word. Amen. Well, I know all that. Well, it doesn't matter what we know. It matters what we're doing. Isn't that right? I know if I go down there and put in eight hours, they're going to pay me. You know. And you know that while you're still in bed at 10 o'clock in the morning and at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you're just dragging around. I know. I know if I go down there, I'm going to get a paycheck. It isn't what you know. It's what you do. You got to apply yourself to it. Moving right along. Let's read this so that we're encouraged here today. It says, uh, uh, Proverbs 4, this familiar scripture. Very, very careful that, that, that familiarity that we place that we just know it and we've heard it. Boy, this is a fresh day, a fresh light. You know, I read in the scriptures uh, um, 
Tonight, I think it's over in Psalms 119, it says, Your mercies, Lord, are in the billions. The billions. Your mercies are in the billions. Boy, I've spent a few of them. I'm going to spend some more tomorrow. Amen. (laughs) All right. Dear friend, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words live, really live, body and soul. They're bursting with health. Praise the Lord. Those are tremendous promises, aren't they? Aren't those great promises? And when we treat them as precious, the power of them will be released to us. I mean, that's the good news. Anyway, it is to me. Uh, it keeps me going back for more and showing up for more. And, and, and you know, sometimes when you got to grab yourself, and some, any of you ever had to grab yourself and talk to self and, you know, discipline self? See, an undisciplined life is a puny life, the Bible says. It's going to get smaller and smaller. We, we have to live disciplined. Amen. In other words, there, there are there's some... You know, there's some to-dos in our life. There's some non-negotiables in our life. There's some, you know, attending to it in, uh, in our life. Are you listening? And I'll tell you what, man, it is, it's, this is not a year of comfort. This is a year of challenge. This is a year of challenge. Well, I'm going to tell you what, I've had to take myself and tell myself, now you don't say what you feel. You don't talk what it looks like. You speak that word. You, that be, you know, under pressure. Pressure's on. Because see, once you start pressing in with the word, the pressure's on. And it goes both ways, see? Are you listening? With my words, I'm pressing the devil and the devil try to press back. Are you listening? You got to keep moving. You got you to you, you keep it moving. Amen. Isn't that right? All right. Uh, so uh, we're we're looking at uh, this uh, this thing that we're doing here, the fasting uh, and prayer. It's a, a little extra effort um, in our lives. But remember, the scripture te- we've looked down through, and the scripture teaches us. You know, we, have, we make sure why we do what we do is more important than what we do. Uh, God. Uh, um, you know, uh, Jesus, first in the New Testament, he, he, he said, now when you fast, he said, don't do it this way. He said, to be seen, to show off your humility. Don't give to show off. Don't fast to show off. Don't pray to be heard and show off. You know, and, that, and God, he got that out of Isaiah 58 where the Lord said, he goes, he goes the, the kind of fast that you're doing, he goes, you know, because we can't, you know, how many of you know uh, uh, God sees beyond the outward, he sees on the inside. And he said this, he said, is, he said, is the kind of fast that I'm going to be pleased with, he goes, a day to show off humility. I, I, I like the way he said that. He goes, you know, uh, um, you know, and we're all to some degree, you know, guilty uh, you know, guilty of that at one time uh, or another. Amen. But something to be careful of. If, if, if God calls attention to it, he says, now listen, you know, 
Jesus said, wash your face, brush your teeth, comb your hair, you know. Don't look, go, don't, you know, stare longingly at the chocolate bar in the window. <laughs> you know, don't, don't, don't be going to a restaurant and staring, you know. If they ask you for the, uh, if they ask you if you want the dessert menu, don't look over at her and say, well, you know, do you think we should at least look at it for later when this is all over? <laughs> no. Uh, but it's important, you know, that we, that I, I, you know, uh, uh, God will take a right motive and a wrong head and even a wrong action. What God will not, what God will be quick to correct is a wrong motive with the appearance of a right action, you know, or, you know, what we would call reasonable thinking. Amen. It's important that we understand what God's looking for, you know. And not and don't make it a performance thing. You you know, really, you know, uh, in uh, you know, in the reality of a great year um, is that uh, it's going to take a great God. You know, and it's going to take great faith in a great God. All right, and we're not talking about our own ability of faith. It just simply say, you know what. It's a it's it's a more than measure that I'm capable of, but I, but you are a great God and a, and and so great that you are the author of you know teach me how to believe you in that way. I believe you love me with a great love that's greater than anything, but you, I need you to show me how to do this, yes. you know, and then take the correction and the instruction that God gives us. And boy, I'm gonna tell you what now it'll you know. Uh, you know, it'll, uh, um, especially when we, it'll cut cross-grain in some things, especially when we, you know, when we not really so much have gotten away with it, but we, um, you know, it sounds good to us. But when, you know, but when we're, when the master's listening, you go, uh, wait just a minute now. You know, especially when we think, boy, I thought I was doing that pretty good. And God's going to, oh, wait just a minute. Now, is that really what you want to happen, what you just said right there? Is that really what you want to have, what you just declared right there? Are those words the ones that you want me to work with? Because I can't work with those. Now, there is somebody that can work with them now. Is that what you, you know, let's move forward, shall we? Uh, Isaiah 58. Here's some things that the open reward. You know, religiously, we, we can, you know, shout and dance, all that kind of stuff. But remember, remember this, an open, uh, uh, an open reward is, is uh, you know, uh, uh, it's going to appear. I mean, you know, it's going to be happening. What's on the inside going to be happening on the outside? Remember, we looked at this. It says... Uh, it is affording an unobstruct, unobstructed entrance and exit to. There's an unobstructed passage or view accessible to all, unrestricted, free from limitations, restriction, boundaries, uh, or uh, limitations, boundaries, or restrictions. Well, remember that works both ways here now. I said that works both ways. You know, words will help us. Words will hinder us. 
depending on who, who uh, you know, uh, uh, they're really, the Lord told me today, you know, because I was having some feelings. Anybody ever, I, I don't mind telling you, you know, we all struggle, you know. I mean, and for no apparent reason, I mean, you know, other than, you know, you're pressing in with the word, you know, speaking the word and different things. And, uh, you know, our faith will be tested to see whether it is. And the Lord said, don't be surprised if there's resistance, you know, and that resistance, not just on the outside, you know, but there will be. Paul said this, uh, uh, fears within and fightings without. See, uh, um, and the Lord spoke this to me. He said, well, there's two choices here for you. He said, you can either draw back in fear or you can forge forward by faith. Well, we sure ain't going to stand still. God's moving, life's moving, amen. But really, those are the only two choices, you know. And, the, and if you read the scriptures over in... Uh, Hebrews are there where it talks about, you know, uh, uh, that uh, we're to hold fast to our confidence that when we first hear the word of God, and we thrill at it and we grab a hold of it and we say yes and amen to God. He said, uh, hold fast to that confidence and the profession of your faith. And it goes down further and it says, now it says, now don't draw back. He said, because... And he said this, he said, the Lord takes no delight in those that draw back because the drawing back leads to perdition or destruction. Yes. There's a destruction in drawing back, amen. You know, uh, and in, you know, embracing uh, great faith, you know, those are the two choices, you know. It, it's, you know, well, why can't we just stay at the level that we're at? Well, because we're not where, we're, where we were. If we're following God and he changed the game. You know that God does not let the devil change the game. And then God reacts to the devil. Now we do. All right. But, 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 you know, but God doesn't do it that way. Now he'll, he has, you know, he's obligated. He's, he's, you know, himself to us. We're his children. He's going to help us. But, you know. Well, he'll deliver us and he'll say, you know, there's a better way than this. It's just a better way. Isn't that right? He'll come get you every time you run out of gas on the highway. But, you know, after a while he'll start saying, you know, don't you think that we could do something a little better? There's a gas gauge on there. You got money in your pocket. Why am I, you know, <laughs> you know. Let's learn about budgeting and, you know, and, and here's the thing. If you can't do anything else, let's put two gallons worth of gas in the can in the back of your thing just in case you keep on doing what you've been doing. But, you know, how many of you know there is actually a better plan than running out of gas and saying, you know, oh, God will come get me. I'll just make just a helps just a phone call away, you know. Are you listening? Amen. You know, and, and here's the thing. You know, even folks would put up with that foolishness a time or two. But then after a while they say, we need to have a better plan. Hmm? You know, God will heal us, but I'm going to tell you what. There, God has a better plan for us to live in divine health. 
and and there's even a grade up from that where we live in divine life. Amen. Which is simply the over uh, the beginnings of the overflow of divine health. Divine health is where you know. I mean, you just you know you you're just not sick. Well, you know, everybody's got to get sick. Not everybody. Not, now listen, you know, no more than everybody's got to be poor. I'm not going to get any amens and too many over that, but that's what the scripture teaches, you know. There is a better plan than getting sick and getting healed. There's a better plan than being poor, you know, and God pulling out of the emergency uh, fond all the time to get us out of trouble, but we're right back. Are you listening? There, we can, we can actually go into a promised land where all of our enemies are defeated, but we have to defeat them. We have to drive them out of the place that we we want to live, where God wants us to live, free. Amen. We can we can kind of find any level that we want to, and we get to choose any level that we want to where that's concerned, you know. But if you choose to follow the Lord, He's always going to be trying to bring you into greater things, greater works, greater works. Amen. It's the good news. All right. So let's look at something. What can we expect? Uh, um, you know, when we follow uh, God in uh, obedience to the faith that He has offered in our life. That, that's why specifically we do not, you know, uh, we don't get down into, because the Scriptures teach that. It says, over in the New Testament, it says, don't, don't get all bogged down with, you know, you know uh, eating different kind of foods and keeping different different kind of days and stuff like that. We're, we're, you know, be whatever we do, we eat or drink, you know, uh, we do that to the glory of God. And the way that God is glorified is that we, we simply, you know, get in front of God, hear what He has to say, and then do what He says. Amen. You have a, a tremendous amount of liberty. And, 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 and he was, Paul was, was addressing that because it's a funny thing about legalism, uh, you know, which is the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law. The spirit of the law is is administered by the spirit of grace and administered by the spirit of uh, liberty. It's the great law of liberty when the spirit of God uh, ministers it to our life that he just simply wants us to obey him individually with what he speaks to our heart. You know, see, because you may hate carrots, and I may love them. And if we say everybody's going to give up carrots for the glory of God, you're going, shuck up, man, I'm telling you, I ain't like them rascals. Anyway, this going to be easy. And the, and, and, and the one that, that really likes them is going, oh, man, I'm telling you what, this is going to be hard. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and... You know, but project a lot of times we'll. I've been very guilty of this in the past of projecting onto other people. 
you know, a requirement that God was requiring of me. Amen. You know, and see, pretty soon we're judging folks and we're off over into a thing where, you know, we're in trouble. We're in trouble because because we're measuring them against our spirituality or what we think is the right thing, you know, uh, for folks to do. You know, I'll tell you, it's a it's a trick, boy, being sometimes a pastor, you know, um, you know, delicate line is that I, I have to, I have to, we have to qualify things. I said, now listen, I, I really, you know, far be it from us to actually tell you what you need to do. You need to hear from God. But I will venture out so far as to say, if it were me, all right, without going, you know, down, down into the details of your situation, but if it were me, here's what the word says, here's what I found, and this is, would be what I would I would exercise all my options starting with the Word of God. But you pray and do whatever God tells you to do. Because, you know, if people ask you what you think, you don't withhold truth from folks, you know. But you have to have some sort of a disclaimer like, you know, I'm not here to, to, you know, micromanage your life. Amen. You know, the Word... It's got promises in there, and you know, if you look in that word, God will speak to you. And when you do that, you and God got a deal of going. It'll all be good. Amen. All right, so here's some things that we can expect. It says in verse number eight, and, and you know, the, the, remember, we all of the, the, the first seven verses, God's dealing with attitude and action, but mainly an attitude is just saying, listen, don't make this about you. Make it about what I want and make it about that that you're going to have more than just yourself uh, on your mind. That that you're wanting to see some other folks set free. You're wanting to see uh, some bondages loose and some yokes broken off of people's lives. Are you hearing? Amen. It's a, it really is a tremendous standing in the gap. Now listen, when, when we make it that way, that we're, we're looking to please God, and what pleases God is that we're some help to Him where other folks are concerned. Isn't that right? Remember when Jesus was there with those, uh, um, and with the, uh, came down off the mountain of transfiguration, and there was a, uh, there was a commotion going down there, and the man had brought his, his young son. Now, that, now it said that boy he was a young more of a young man than he was just a small boy because Jesus said how long has he been like this the the, the disciples were you know I mean they were shama shaman and you know in the name and and you know declaring this and that and you know that uh, and and uh, they so much as said so I mean the young man said so said I brought the father said I brought the boy to your disciples he said they can't do nothing with him. They can't. They can't get him free. And so Jesus said, "Well, bring him <clears throat> to me." And of course, he, you know, he got the boy free. And afterwards, privately, the disciples said to him and said, "You know, now how come we couldn't do it?" He said, "Because this kind doesn't go out except by fasting and prayer." Now Jesus didn't didn't say, "Hold on, I'm gonna have to go fast and pray over this one." Because this one's going to need fasting prayer. He was already living a lifestyle of fasting and prayer. He was already had, he already had, you know, in, in obedience to the faith. Are you hearing? 
you know, in a position to be sensitive enough, but also, you know, powerful enough. All right? As prayer makes power available. And humility attracts grace in our life. Amen? He said God gives grace to the humble. And how many of you know, uh, you know, it's by grace that we're saved. Salvation works by grace. Well, there's not just grace for us. Sometimes we need, you know, there's a scripture over in the uh, Acts says great grace. I'm believing that for this church that great grace was upon them all. Why? We, we all need grace. We don't need just grace for ourselves. We, we need grace that we, can, that we can give to other folks. Amen. Amen. It's the grace of God is not just undeserved uh, uh, favor. It is that, but it is also an enabling power from God that will change things. Amen? All right, so um, verse number eight says, Then after the obedience, all right, our heart's right, our actions are right, our attitude and actions, says, Then shall your light break forth like the morning, and your healing, your restoration, and the power of a new life shall spring forth speedily. Your righteousness, your rightness, your justice, and your right relationship with God shall go before you, conducting you to peace and prosperity, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer you. You shall cry, and He will say, Here I am, if you take away from... And see, He keeps interjecting into this, you know, there's some ifs in here, you know. Uh, He said, Put away this pointing of the finger and being scornful towards, you know... Uh, uh, folks toward the oppressed or the godly. Have you ever been scornful toward the oppressed and been scornful towards the godly? You know, I have to watch things. Sam and I were talking about, you know, I have to pray over these things that Sam and I were talking about. Let me, let me just say something, you know. You know, it, for the life of me, I don't understand how somebody can come to church and then just disappear off the face of the earth you know if you call them they say everything's all right or they just won't answer your telephone call all that kind of stuff and it's like you know if you're if you're going you're blessed coming in you're going to be blessed going out but for goodness sakes you wouldn't do that with your with your family they would call the police and file a missing persons re, you know report you wouldn't do that on your job if you had anything you wouldn't even think of that kind of stuff and we'll do that in the church you know, I mean that's not the character of Jesus. You know, uh, uh, what, you know. However, you think you know, folks are going to be mad at you. Whatever. I've always, you know, boy, if I, you know, if I'm going to uh, quit something, I, I'm going to man up and go in there, look them in the eye. I remember one time up in Vermont working with a guy, and I, I'd hired on, and I told him, I said, "Now look here, this is what I can do." All right. This is what this is what the job description is. This is what I can do. I pastor a church. You you're hiring a delivery driver. That's going to fit me to a T. I'll get the work done and all of that. But I need something where I can. I don't have to really think too much about it. I can spend time in prayer. I can listen to tapes. So he he goes. This will work perfect. You know. Well, you know. It got where they started that, and then they started putting me in the warehouse all day long because I I could read a number and put the part in the right place. You know, 
It don't take much, uh, honey, to be cream uh, today, you know, when the bucket's full of old Blue John, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Cream will rise to the top. It don't take much to outshine just about any. The standards are fairly low today. Anyway, so they started doing that. Went on about a week. I, I went up to the office. I said, look here, I, I, I didn't, I said, you know, I must have misunderstood. Forgive me. I said, I thought when we when I hired on thus and so, this was the agreement. I said, apparently I misunderstood that. So I said, I, I want to make it very clear so neither one of us misunderstands right now. I'm going to give you two weeks' notice. As I'm not just walking out the door in a huff where things are concerned. I said, I hired on. I said, where I go? I give notice. I'm giving you two weeks' notice because apparently it's not what we had agreed upon. And I can't do it this. I cannot do it. But I'll work my two weeks off. He goes, oh, no, I don't want you to do that. And he goes, I, I, I want you to stay. You're a good worker. I said, well, then it's going to have to be what we agreed on first. Or consider me, consider yourself notified. It is either how it is or it ain't. One or the other. We had an understanding. Amen. I wasn't mean. It was just, you know. Are you listening? I, I've had to, you know, I've had to leave fellowship sometimes in, a, in some uh, uh, churches where, you know, uh, I wasn't doing it ugly. It was just, you know, God was moving us, uh, it, uh, you know, where that was concerned. And it was, you know, if you stay someplace when your grace has run out, you're going to cause trouble. There's going to be trouble there. Amen. If you, it, it, you know, and if you stay somewhere where you're not in agreement with the leadership of the church, you know, you're going you're gonna to cause trouble and you're going to get in trouble where that's concerned. Amen. So, but I've always, haven't we, Sandy? Have a meeting. Look folks in the eye, face to face with folks. Amen. <laughs> it's the right thing to do. It's the right way to do it. Because if you don't leave right, you won't enter right. Amen. It's kind of like getting divorced, you know. It's kind of like it's kind of like being married and then having fifteen folks after that while you're still married to this one. You hadn't dealt with what needs to be dealt with. Amen. <laughs> well, I don't think it's like that. Yes, it is, because I'm going to tell you what now. You know, when you're when you're. Uh, uh, you know, whether people understand that or not, you know, uh, now when, uh, uh, if people, if a pastor don't understand that, but if a pastor understands it, we'll release you and let you go with blessing. Yeah. Amen. And, uh, and it should be that way, you know. But if it drags on, there's no word here and there, you know, it gets to a place where I'm just going to have to cut you loose. Amen. That's the best blessing I can give you, just cut you loose. Praise the Lord. It would be better if we had an agreement and understanding where that was concerned. But the others, just like, you know, uh, I'm still going to cut you loose. If you ain't going to do right, I'm going to cut you loose. Amen. And I'm not just going to cut you loose for yourself. You're going to go somewhere where you learn how to, learn, learn how to do things right. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I don't like that kind of talk, you know. We're living in a day, you know, where, where, you know, it matters if you go to church. 
And it matters where you go to church. And it matters how you go to church, how you do when you're in the church. It really does. Amen. You know, it's, it is an unkindness and a cruelty, uh, you know, uh, to a child uh, to never, ever correct a child. It, the message is, I don't give, I don't care. Do whatever you want to do, whatever happens to you, because something will happen to them. Isn't that right? Amen. All right. Uh, well, you don't have any right to, to preach your pet peeves. Trust me, that's not my pet at all. You know. But throughout my, my uh, history with the church, uh, I see it over and over and over again. And, you know, uh, I've made a purpose in my own heart not to be that way. Uh, and I encourage you not to be that way. Amen. Be people of integrity. Be people that are trustworthy and reliable one way or the other. You know, don't just disappear off on the face of the earth and then six months later tell, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I thought you knew. It's like, how you need to tell me. Amen. Are you listening? Hallelujah. All right. Let's move forward with that. I'll probably get in trouble with it at this point in time. You know, what difference do it make? It ain't gonna help nobody. It might ain't gonna it ain't gonna help the folk that do that, but it might help help you. Isn't that right? Face face things. I remember uh, uh, one of my bosses at uh, work. You know, I I, I had a tendency because I didn't like I never liked confrontation. Uh, you know, when you're fearful, you're timid. You know, and uh, uh, I didn't like confrontation. And uh, I remember one time. Uh, he told me. He said, "Now listen, son." He said, "He said if you he said if you've got bills, he said you can't pay them. He goes tell people you can't pay them. Tell them you will when you can." He said, "But don't run from it. Face it." He said, "If they're calling you on the phone, take the phone call and 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 walk in integrity." You know what I'm saying? He said, "Own own your own stuff." It was good advice. It was very good advice. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's integrity, isn't it? All right. Uh, Let's look at some other things. I believe that falls under righteousness and justice and right relationship with God. That's how God would do things. God don't run and hide. God's not, you know, God deals with things right out in the open, doesn't he? Amen. Adam them ran and hid. uh, But God... You know, God's a face-to-face God, see? And it's the right, do the right thing. Everybody say, do the right thing. And we know to do the right thing. And as Christians, we have a different standard of what the right thing is. Don't we? This is too close to home, isn't it? I, I really would prefer that you tell me how to be rich and prosperous. This is how. Start doing right in the little things, and the big things will take care of their self. Amen. Have a reputation that you do the right thing. Even in a wrong situation, you do the right thing. Amen. All right. It says this. Uh, it says, then you should call the Lord to answer you. It, and it goes down about the uh, pouring out that which you sustain your own life for the hungry and satisfy the need of the afflicted. Then you, shall your light rise in darkness and your obscurity and gloom become like the 
uh, like the noonday. I, this has meant different things at different times in my life, but I, I, I believe this is that uh, one translation that says, don't just work for your own food, work hard to feed other folks. Now think about that, you know. Now, now he could be talking both about physical food, but he could also be talking about, you know, uh, spiritual spiritual food. That we work hard to see that, you know, people that have not heard that we can sow seed into in, into getting this bread from heaven into into uh, into the uh, mouths of people that are hungry and thirsty for righteousness and just uh, haven't had an opportunity. Amen. All right. It says, and the Lord shall guide you, uh, uh, it says, your light shall rise in darkness, your obscurity and gloom become like the new day, and the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy you in drought and dry places and make strong your bones, and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water who waters fail not. Now, uh, there's a, a lot in there. Uh, we skipped over there. It says the Lord will uh, the Lord will heal you fast. One translation says your health will spring forth speedily. The Lord will heal you fast. Amen. That's one of the one of the uh, benefits uh, of a fast in front of God. That health and life will spring forth speedily. He's talking about strengthening uh, our lives. And uh, uh, one translation also talks about. Uh, he said, uh, "He said you'll be well watered and well fed in the dry and in the hard places in life." Amen. Those are good promises, aren't they? They're great promises for just a little doing without. Look at the things that will come back. It says, And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundation of the buildings that have laid waste for many generations. You shall be called repairer of the breach, restorer of the streets to dwell in. I'll tell you, I drive by out in this city, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, an interesting thing has taken place in my heart, and I'm praying that out for the church as well, is that uh, when we drive by the apartment complex down there, you know, uh, uh, our heart is drawn to the people that are in there, and we pray for them. When we drive by these ruins of Russell and all that out there, you know uh, that, uh, that 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 the impact of that is not just economics, but the lives that that were changed because of that, and how they would change if we have a restoration, not of them coming back, but something new. Amen. We're, we're to rebuild our ruined cities. And I'm going to tell you something now. This, this, you know, economically, this place is ruined. Yes. Biggest rock in the road around here is poverty and spirit of poverty yes. and religion. Yes. That that's all right. Amen. Well, whose job is that? According to this scripture right here, they will rebuild their ruined cities. Amen. Well, you know. Uh, uh, we when we ask God, you know, God, God will bring. Uh, he, let me finish with this because we got to do the. Uh, we got to do the. We got to go home. Uh, anyway, it occurred to me today, uh, you know, um, and I thank God for that. You know, well, wealth is a witness. Now, if you don't believe it from God's side, what does the devil dangle in front of folk? The world's wealth. Now, where did he get that idea? He ain't had an original thought in all his doggone danged life. 
He stole everything. He's perverted everything. He's not the originator of nothing but sin, which is a twisting of the truth. Amen. So where do you get that from? Wealth is a witness. Amen. And Christians think poverty is a witness. No, wealth is a witness. A wealth was God's, uh, was God's idea. Amen. And 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 we should we should embrace it from that side, is that it is a it is a witness, amen. It's just a witness. Now you know, uh, I'm not just talking about material things. I'm talking about you know true prosperity, blessed and happy, prosperous and to be envied, amen. Are you listening? Living the kind of life that's enviable, having some choice in your life, you know, being able to. Uh, sit in the, uh, when the heat's on in the middle of the day, sit in the door of your tent. Not out there digging a ditch, sweating for the, for the other fella. Anyhow, uh, uh, wealth is a witness uh, where that is concerned. And, uh, you know, the earth has been given to us, and we're, we're the ones that are supposed to do something about this. You know, we're to take God's words and uh, and declare some things, and, and God will work with those words, and he'll rebuild our ruined city. And it will become a place that is desirable to be inhabited yes. in. The good folks won't shun it, you know, and, if the, and, the good, and the good potential people that are coming up, young folks, won't feel like they got to run off, they can have a good life here. Amen. But it's because the church is doing what the church is supposed to do. We're in charge. We're the people that have the responsibility, uh, uh, have the responsibility of that. Amen. And then it's like God has given us a treasure uh, chest of these words right here, and He says, "All you got to do is start working with them, and I'll fix things." And He, he said, "I don't even mind that people say you know how to. That's you that knows how to fix everything." Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.